Hey everybody, uh, this is our 100th episode, um, so we broke this up into three parts just because how long it is. Uh, this first one is only like about 30 minutes, not even, and the other ones are a bit longer, but uh, yeah, we actually talked about like a ton of new stuff that we've never talked about in any of our episodes, um, such as... Uh, you know, page turns. We, we've talked about page turns, but there's certain things about them that we've never talked about. Uh, li- literally what we liked in the previous 99 episodes and other stuff like that. So it's pretty educational. So let's get into it. Episode 100 of our podcast. Insane. <laughs> Obviously, there are way more people here than normal. There's usually just three people. Yeah, normally it's like, like, like this many. <laughs> yeah. But there's... I have the max that I can have on StreamYard. So I actually got a notification saying there's someone trying to get into the studio. And it was Dylan. Dylan was trying to get into the studio. That's funny. Yeah, you guys all on time and stuff. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. God forbid uh, indie comics people are professional, huh? <laughs> cool. So uh, we can do little intros, and then we can get into whatever we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, so we'll start off with Dwayne, and then we'll go you know, down the line. What's going on, everybody? My name is uh, Dwayne Robinson Jr. I am the owner and artist of Animation Comics and Entertainment LLC from Brooklyn, New York. And I like long walks. And <laughs> now I'm done. Are we just going like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just keep going from Dwayne on. I'm Dylan. There you go. That's a good intro. It says, it says, yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> right, Sebastian, how are you? Hey, so I'm Sebastian Chow from London, UK. Uh, all-round comic creator, so I draw, I write, trying to learn to color as well and, and letter. Uh, and yeah, I've just self-published the one comic for now and looking to do some more. So that's me. This is me. Uh, hey, my name is Kyron Silva from Taurus Comics. I am a writer, artist, creator, um, publisher, and this I also run my own podcast called the Four Tales Podcast. What's up? I'm Chuck Pino, uh, Bonfire Press. I'm a writer, editor, publisher, author. I'm Joseph Lewis at Heresy Studios. Uh, I'm a writer and creator. Uh, we have a Comic Con Kickstarter right now. Uh, uh, I'm Ed from uh, Shades of Vengeance slash SUV Comics. I'm a writer. I guess I'm now a letterer officially as well. Um, and I've published. Nope, it's that side. All of this stuff behind me. That's all. Uh, that's all stuff I've published. Um, we also have an active Kickstarter right now. Uh, Empowered Volume Two. Oh. Uh, I'm Dustin Burnell. I'm the owner of Ethereal Publications. Uh, we are fairly large, up-and-coming 
comic production company. Um, and I'm super glad to be here to support my buddy Greg. So uh, salutations. Nice. Cool. <laughs> I didn't know everybody went through because I'm still like trying to message people to be like, wait, there's a link. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Wait, is it my turn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm yeah, here at the bottom. All right. Uh, I'm Arthur Belfield. I'm a writer, editor. I've been published by Antarctic Press, Second Sight Studios, Avid Comics, uh, Diversity Comics. A lot of different publishers have been blessed with my name on them. I also host a YouTube channel called Dead Indie Comics Guy. And yeah, let's have fun. Woo. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks everybody for coming. Um, there's more people, you know, elsewhere. Uh, but for now, yeah, uh, before we press record, we were talking about like shipping and all that stuff. So we don't have to be all depressing. That's incredibly stuff. boring. And we do <laughs> <laughs> your 100th episode on shipping. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that's that's yeah, shipping's yeah. and logistics. <laughs> yes. yeah, no. So you take the comic and you place it into the package. So uh, I guess, what is everybody's favorite um, process of like creating a comic? We just start, you know, Dwayne, and then go all the way down to Dustin again. Um, I, uh, it's uh, I, you know, it's always harder when I get that question when you're like the kind of like the artist and the writer. It's it's a little complicated to answer, but for me, I. I uh, I just I, I enjoy having the idea and being able to draw it first and then looking at that character. OK, what is this character about? And starting to, you know, give it some more, you know, protein, as I call it, uh, to make it, you know, more of a, of a standout character. You know, I just enjoy the whole process, really. It's 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 really hard for me to single out anything. But yeah. I, I think in, in comics, especially for a writer, um, probably one of the best moments is when you get art back. Because that's when it's about to be real. You know what I mean? Like, you can write, and we've all written shit that will never be seen by anybody. And you never know when you're writing something if, if that's the piece that's going to get out or what's going to happen with it. But as soon as that art comes in, it... it the, the ball game has started and you feel like you're getting on the field. So that's pretty spectacular part. Agreed. Yeah, I was going to say like when we've, when we've sent out our uh, writing to an artist and we're getting those first uh, couple panels drawn up is definitely awesome. I, th I think like, I, th I still think even though that part's amazing, my favorite part is getting the colors back because like you can see it when it's like, uh, penciled and sketched and then you see the, the inks and you're like wow it's really coming to life but like the second it's colored you're like there it is like that's what it's going to look like and even though the letters like give it that fine polish it's kind of like mastering a song that's already been mixed right like you're getting it ready to be released it is that like clean polish at the end right that's why you know whether it's like, that's why lettering is one of those things like if it's done really well you don't notice it it just blends in with the artwork it's perfect um, but like that coloring phase, that's the, for me, that's the best, you know, shout out to February. <laughs> do you, do you write Dylan? Uh, I basically help Greg with the writing uh, and editing of the comics. Yeah. Okay. Well, the reason I ask is, is because I think like lettering is so huge for a lot of writers too, because then that's our part 
being, you know, finally being shown where we can look and go, yeah, yeah, that's the shit I did. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I say it's like if it's done well, like art wise, it should kind of like blend in with this like, you know, perfect symphony of art you have in the background. And it, I, I, I'll admit, because like the very first comic that um, we ever we ever actually printed and released, I did the lettering for it. You can tell. <laughs> like, so, so definitely the lettering is super, super important. But I think like excitement wise that like like uh, our, one of our latest comics, there's an explosion on a building. And I'm like, wow, like he did really good. The artwork for that. And then all of a sudden we see it colored and I'm like, OK, like, yes, that's it right there. Like. So it's like each each phase gets a little better and better, which is awesome. But I think the coloring is my favorite. At least when Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I had a comic recently where um, actually it's not gone to colors yet, but um, uh, the, the pencils came in and they were absolutely phenomenal. And then the inks came in and I'm like, oh, that, that sort of that almost seemed to take away a little bit. So sometimes by defining better, you actually make the overall artwork standard a bit less impressive, I've found. I think that's why I like when the colors come in, because that is the difference. Like, the pencils look gorgeous. The inks, you're kind of like, okay, I get, like, what you're trying to define. But then the colors make the inks make sense. I think that's probably why I like that ink. Because I do agree. Like, sometimes the pencils are like, whoa. Like, that's, like, incredible to see that sketched out. And then when it's, like, it's fine-tuned to the inks it's like it does it does feel like uh the details go away but it's not really it's it's just giving the colorist the the palette that they need so that they can actually you know finish the masterpiece yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of a little bit on the opposite side like i like more of the inks maybe because i'm not a colorist but i always feel that you know uh, when you put in the inks it's a little bit more detailed and then when you put in the, the color it just takes it to a whole nother level i don't I, you know I, so it's like uh it's like uh, watching something more like in like 1080p and then you get like the colors and it just switches it to 4K. You know, it just bumps it up to that, that, that really good, you know, definition. It, it takes you, it really gives you a better understanding of what's going on with the world when you put in a splash of color, you know. Because um, uh, when I did my first comic, my Nightfall, Michael's Awakening series, I started it out black and white because I wanted to kind of, um, well, there's multiple reasons, but one of the reasons is because I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a colorist, but um, I wanted to show the world in a, in a different way to give you maybe more of an understanding of like uh, maybe like a mundane, normal kind of life. And then something happens to the character and then there's a splash of color. Um, so sometimes I think you can play around with, you know, having inks and colors within the story. Well, that's a style. That's stylistically, right? When you when you go to do something like that, you plan that out. You know what I mean? That's like a type of thing that's, you know, when when you move into something like I have, all of our books are different. Like every IP we have is a different style. Like I never want people to look at one book and go, "That's the same as the other IP that they put out." It's just a different story. You know, the art's the same. You never want that. So that's a really cool concept for doing things like that. And I, I'm with you, Dwayne. Um, I think my favorite thing though truthfully uh when it comes to things because i write a lot like a ridiculous amount and when the kids are in bed you know the wife's asleep you know i'm in the office i got the radio going i'm chilling it's no light in the entire place what's going on tim no light in the entire place but the computer screen and you know what we're working with so i i think it's that serenity and that peace 
that I enjoy about creation. You know what I mean? And I know Chuck knows what I'm talking about. It's that it's that moment where it's just you and your creation. I think that's the most powerful moment because you actually, you bond with these characters. Like, it, you know, if you remove them from a series or something, you feel that just like a fan would feel that, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a very emotional uh, part of this project, you know, and that's anybody's perspective. That's just mine. I like, I like being there in it. You know, if I'm going to write about a character, I have to put everything I've got into that character because if I'm going to give it to someone to read, they have to be as invested as I am about these characters. If they're not, there's no point in them reading it. You know what I mean? They can just pick it up, put it down. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? But now if you, if you give it all you've got and know that you have like um, fan art, fan art changed, changed my world drastically. You know, I had a guy reach out to me a year and a half ago and it was like, can I do something uh, for the listener? Right. No, I mean, that's my favorite. You know, the, that, that little bit of alone time to sit and write. But I got a piece of fan art for the listener and the guy was like, I don't know that I'm allowed to do this, but I would like to do this. And I was like, yeah, man, it's fan art. Do whatever you want. You're not trying to make a buck off it. And we got it. And it was just like sublime. You know what I mean? It didn't matter how good the art was or anything like that. That was the character that we had created. It's and the fact that someone cares enough about what you've yeah, created in absolutely. order to, yeah. To take their time, you know. And I try to post them every now and then when we get them. But it's getting to the point where it's like, you know, you don't want to ever be like, hey, look, this one's better than that one. Because it's all subjective, right? And it's all, it's a gift to you. It's, it's a beautiful thing that people are doing. So we try to make sure that we show them as long as the artists are cool with it about dinosaurs is that is that a play on bgd i think so. you know are we, we talking babes going dinosaurs we can talk babes going dinosaurs at some point but right now we're we're we're, uh, we're issue 100 to see a nova so we're excited yeah i think my favorite part actually is what chuck said it was like when you get the art because it's like christmas morning and you're like Haha, nintendo 64 but um so absolutely yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because the first time I ever did get it, I was like so excited that I didn't actually care that the artist messed a bunch of stuff up. And Dylan's like, "Oh, he messed a bunch of stuff up," and I'm like, "I don't care." Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I, I, I think it's I think it's hard to pick just one moment, but uh, one thing I really like is when somebody actually reads the finished comic who is not on the creative team and actually says something to you about it. Like, yeah. um, you know, I, I like, I like when they say like, hey, I liked it, didn't like it, whatever, but I really like it when somebody has questions and they want to have a discussion about it. Um, because to me, that makes me think that, yeah, you know, they, there's, there's something that's thought provoking about this. There's, there's something that makes people think. And uh, I, I really like that part. Yeah. Again, like it's one of those things friend. where people are willing to put the time into it into something you've created it's sort of the it's a similar thing to what was being said about the fan art just obviously in a different medium it's it's oh i care about your creation i care about what it is you've done enough to ask you about it or find out more about it or you know try to understand more about what you were trying to do with the character or whatever because i like this book enough to spend my own time on it yeah i've had that a few times when going to a convention you know uh having someone uh, so it's even a shocking when you have someone that that's like, oh, you know, I'm not really into comics, and then they'll they'll purchase your comic and they'll yeah. they'll they'll read it and they'll come back 
that's what happens to me a few times. Like they'll come back and ask me questions about, hey man, what's gonna happen to this character? Yo, I like the idiot. Just like having a conversation. I mean, like, man, that, that's nice to have someone that's not even really into into comics that actually is really interested in your story. You know, because you know, for you, you know, for me personally, you know, I'm, I, you know, I think every story that I, that I do is gonna be great. But to have someone outside of your own little circle tell you that the story is good or the artwork is enjoyable or anything, you know, it just makes you feel good. So that to me, that's like really important to me. So fans out there of anyone, anyone at all, make sure you like say things to, to creators because it makes us feel happy. Pat us on the head, say good job. <laughs> Kyron's got to go real quick. Well, not real quick. He's got to go because he's got to make breakfast and be a dad and everything. So. Right on. All right, man. Hopefully we get to talk. You're still muted. I'm good. Uh, they're just going to eat Hot Pockets, so. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I can be a lazy dad right now. Well, I haven't had a Hot Pocket in a very long time. Hot Pocket. I've never had a Hot Pocket. They're not. You're not missing anything, really. So much of a thing. Like, they if are obtainable. Pocket, you're missing out. Don't they make breakfast ones now, or they still just make like the? Yeah, uh, they make breakfast. Yeah. I haven't tried it since they made the breakfast ones. It's actually sponsored by Hot Pockets. <laughs> if you actually got this to be sponsored by Hot Pockets, I mean you're making it big time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Big things, man. Big things. Yeah, Jim Gaffigan and Hot Pockets. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> My character is a Hot Pocket. Send it to him. Jesus. Comics and tattoos. <clears throat> uh, you know, so going hand in hand with that, I'm covered in tattoos. Like, head to toe in tattoos. And uh, I think it's funny that, that that comes up, and it comes up a lot, right? That's not something that's you know, even if you're an artist that has no tattoos, you know, I've been at shows with people that are on our team and folks come up and they're like, hey, will you draw tattoos for us? You know what I mean? And it's cool. It's like a commission thing, anything else, right? It's But it's different styles. You ha you can't just walk up to a uh, an artist and be, that doesn't do tattoos and be like, hey, you know, is this going to work? Because you got to think about dimensions. you got to think about placement. You can't just ask folks to, to tattoo you. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm covered in tattoos and I'm not going to go up to a, uh, an artist of mine and be like, hey, can you draw me a tattoo? Especially not in person. You know what I mean? Because now you're like, well, where do you want it? How do you want it to fit? How's it going to look? They don't know how your skin's going to react. They don't know how, you know, the freckles or the moles or whatever else you have on your body are going to affect what you're doing. Um, but I love it. I think we go hand in hand like peas and carrots, to be honest with you, um, because of the fact that it's the creation, the aspect of what you're doing with any sort of art, you're telling a story, you know? So yes, uh, if you look at the listener, every, uh, the first three issues, the listener plus Guy's journal, all were done by a tattoo artist cover art for the first cover A's for all those books. And because she's tattooed almost 80% of my body, you know what I mean? So it was like, man, look, that's really, really cool. Let's make sure we get her on there so she can show off her artwork to the world and yada, yada. But it definitely does. It's a storytelling thing, and we've been telling stories since the dawn of time. You know, cave people doing paintings on walls with fecal matter just to make cool stuff. You know what I mean? That's just it. 
at peas and carrots, man. Tattoos and comic books. You know, who doesn't like both? Even if you don't like getting tattoos or you've never been tattooed or you're scared of needles, you can still appreciate the artwork that a tattoo is. You know what I mean? So it's Matt Knowles. You know what? It's interesting to pop into a live stream and the very first thing you hear is cave paintings made of fecal matter is the first thing that you hear. You know it's going to be an interesting day. Hey, man, you know, I bring that to the table. You know, I'm not you know, your normal guy, so. Super stoked that Matt's here, man. Super stoked that Matt's here. Well, I think that the first time, uh, well, one, of the, one show that we did together, um, I had literally been a fan of Matt's. So it was like, we, he did a, I think it was a Megacon. I want to say it was a Megacon. Have been Megacon. I think it was a Megacon that he was at. And I, I owned a comic shop and I was literally just like perusing all these amazing indie books. And I was like, dude, this guy is all out. Like he is for real about this series. And I think that's another form of, you know, appreciation that we can give to these creators that we all like to hear. Um, but super glad this man is still on the scene because he definitely inspired me to, to make sure that I keep doing what I'm doing. So. Well, I, I appreciate that, Matt. I appreciate uh For those of you who don't know, I mean, if you're watching the show, I'm Matt Knowles from Insymmetry Creations. Um, we've got a Kickstarter going right now for Heirs of a Sealed or Perilous Prospects. It ends at 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, we've been having a fun time um, finding the backers that can help to uh, to keep the, the road guys away. We've had, we have a – so we had some fun with it. We've had some fun with it for the last couple of days, you know, the, the constant up and down of adjustments and all. But uh, we're going to end the day off strong. And I really appreciate what you just said there, Dustin. Um you know, that's one of the things I know Chuck is is right above me over here. One of the things I really appreciate about Chuck is that, uh, you know, there, there's not a topic that Chuck is not going to find a way to talk excitedly about. And, and a lot of, I mean, I mean that in, in the nicest way, because <laughs> if, if you don't have excitement about what you do, yeah. how do you expect someone else to have that excitement as well? If they can't look at you and go, dang, this guy really believes in what he's doing. Why are they going to be excited? People want to be involved in fun things and things that you know excite them, and and you have to be able to bring those a creator too. So that's what Steph and I try and do, and uh, and, and try to, to show people that the excitement we truly do have about the things we do. So I appreciate that comment. Man. I have to kick one person so Ed can come back real quick. He's only available for like ten more minutes, and then somebody can come back in. So yeah, I guess I'll do it. I can take care of my kids. All right, it, it'll just be like ten minutes. Or so. Oh, hey, I saw that Belio cover, that, that that new Belio cover there, Chuck. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right, the one that uh, Connie did. Bro, that's they, real dude, talk, man. Well, so that was just fan art. Like, she just sent me that, and she was like, uh, hey, I really love what you're doing, and I wanted to kind of, you know, break out some stuff, and I was like, shit, that's actually really good. I, I sent it to, to Sean, he's like, Let's see what she does with it. And um, it went from fan art to, hey, maybe we should offer this as a print to, fuck, I think this is a cover. <laughs> it's, man, it's super stellar. I think you guys should be really happy with it. It's a really yeah, yeah. Thank sure. you, Omi. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah and that's, you know, that's just how it comes together. And, dude, yeah, super stoked um, to, to finally have some of that shit happening. So, yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hey, uh, I gotta say, I've been on, on a, a few of these lately with Matt, and I have never once seen wear a top hat. It's very disappointing. <sighs> well, you know what? Let me, uh, 
That's how he said it all, by the way. Well, I, only reason being is just because I, I, I did a show in Clearwater yesterday, and so I, to make the outfit work, I had to like take the goggles off of one hat and put them onto a different hat. So I'm like looking over here, and I'm like, oh crap, I'm gonna have to to put some goggles on the top of it. But you know what? But you know what? Since you said that, I'll figure out a way to make it happen. If you didn't see that fit that he was in for Clearwater and all blue, dude. I, he's able to ride this really thin line where if you change it just slightly, it would be bad prom, but where he is, it's good steampunk. I really yeah. like it. I really like it. It's a very thin line, I, I and he rides it beautifully. I think well, it's the beard. I, well, the thing is, though, too, that you know when, when Steph has the matching outfit, like she, like we're going to be at Jackson oh, yeah. Jackson Con uh, yeah, this yeah. weekend, where we wear the most gaudy, ridiculous-looking outfits, but we're, we are twinning it then you're right. like, okay, there must be a reason for this. So this is intentionally being done. This guy just didn't like blindly reach into his closet and pick out, you know, grandma's 70s disco couch fabric. They actually did this on purpose. And we've had people that actually have come up to us and be like, oh man, you guys, what, what are you guys doing? See us at different spots in the, in the venue right. and know that we are a part of the same entity. And that's actually brought them over to our table. So it's been a, yeah. a neat experience. Love that. You know, uh, John, John would know better than anybody about what gets me hot and bothered because he likes to watch my feeds and stuff, so he sees all about the dinosaurs and the bunnies and everything else I've got going on. So he definitely understands what's going on in my realm of thoughts. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm actually going to have to drop. Uh, I'm just about out of time, and, and I had that disconnect and everything. But I wanted to come back and say goodbye. Congrats again to Cianova on 100 episodes. That's awesome. Um, I Woo! hope to come back and talk to you guys again soon. Uh, I've got plenty of comics happening this year, so loads to talk about. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone. Um, and if anyone's listening, uh, please check out uh, Empowered Volume 2 on Kickstarter. Um, cheers. Thanks everyone, and have a lovely afternoon. Well, have a good one. Have a day this for you guys. Yeah, thanks. Okay, cool. All right, there you go. I got the biggest top hat in my entire collection on my head right now. There you go. <laughs> I think I might have it on backwards, but you know what? We, we can't tell. It's <laughs> cut off. Like, it's, it's great. It's so tall that like, it gets cut <laughs> off before it ever gets there. Hey, guys. What's That's going great. on? This is Matt over here. Mr. Hat. Are okay? <laughs> yeah, so, by the way, this, uh, this top hat was made by GB Leatherworks. Uh, that's the company. If you look at our campaign, uh, you see their Michael's Traveler's Pouch, all the little custom yeah, Traveler's Pouches. Uh, this top hat was made. They've, uh, they've done a lot of... Uh, a lot of custom leather work for us, and that's what they're doing this campaign. But yeah, we, you'll see us like the goggles that are on here. They made the goggles. Um, they just came up with a, a set for Steph and I that as soon as we get them, we'll wear them out live. That are completely, like you said, outrageous and gaudy. And if you saw them by itself, you'd be like, "What are they thinking?" But then you put them on both Steph and I, you'd be like, "Okay, that's kind of cool." Rainbows and rainbow striped uh, threads and stars and crap like that on the lenses and mirrored lenses. I mean, they're freaking ridiculous. But yeah. They're doing some great leather work for us on this campaign. Probably some of our favorite stuff they've ever done. Right on. Yeah, I know we're talking about tattoos. Uh, I, I, I went to a really interesting show one time. It was not a comic book show. It was a, a, the Nashville Tattoo and Horror Festival. Mm -hmm. And I sat up there, and I was like the only guy with comics. And um, they had these booths where you could get a tattoo, and, and it was near where the vendors were. And the best way to get somebody to come to your table is be like, hey, nice tattoo, you know, like, especially mm -hmm. with a new tattoo, and they'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. and they'll come over and tell you all about it. 
Yeah, you do that with t-shirts, you do that with shoes, yeah. you can, like right now, like my big thing is uh, I bought a pair of uh, the Reeboks Dennis Nedry uh, Jurassic Park kicks when they came out. And, um, so, you know, it was also to advertise what we, our, our products anyway. But it was fun because people will walk up and they'll be like, dude, look at those. They're all white, but they've got like zebra fur on the back of them and shit. You know what I mean? So people will stop and be like, oh, man, those are really, really cool. And then you break into conversations or anything else. They came out really good stuff. Uh, they, they really, really did. Like one of them's got like the spit from the Dilophosaurus on it and the other one doesn't. So there's all kinds of cool little uh, nuances. There's like um, any, anything that was involved with Dennis Nedry in that film is on the shoes but um people dig it you know so you, you stop people hey look man those are really nice kicks or man i used to wear jinkos back in the day or you know this is cool or that's cool and it immediately sparks conversation um you know and you can you can go into sales pitch 101 with some of this stuff like hey yeah. man if you liked this you'll love this you know what i mean it's it's yeah. a very um uh i think the best part of uh, for me coming into this industry was having owned a brick and mortar and I knew how to pitch. I knew how to pitch indie comics. So like if someone would come in and they'd be like, Oh man, you have the latest Spider-Man. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's over there. But have you seen this from image or this from dark horse or, you know, this from Antarctic press or whatever else was out at the time? You know what I mean? Have you, have you seen these? Um, and they're very different. They're original stories. It's not the same rehash tale you've read over and over again with a different hero. You know what I mean? So you know, it's it's fun. Sales are great, you know, and dealing with customers and people are a lot of fun. So, I mean, if you can't talk to people, I mean, it's not great. Hector's here. So that's cool. Yeah, uh, he is. 